All right, so good morning and welcome to Savage Investor Kingdom. It's your host, Savage Investor Leo, my co-host, Joseph. Joseph, we just had the rate hikes yesterday, and I mean, it was kind of what we expected. Yeah, they did. They did 75 basis points, uh, which was expected, um, but we did see the SPY have some crazy movement uh, once that news was released. Ended up finishing red on the day, but when the news came out, SPY dropped like seven or eight points or something like that and then fully recovered and gapped up past that point. And then by the end of the market, it closed below lows, below the lows of the day. So- And then just, now it, the futures are green. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's been super volatile these past 24 hours. Absolutely. Definitely. But I mean, uh, while we already here, let me, let's talk about a couple of key things that uh, Powell did you know, bring up in this, this speech. So we are expected to have higher inflationary periods, right? Until 2025. So that means they are committed to the 2% inflation. They want to get back down to 2% inflation. We already know we're above eight. Uh, core inflation, I think it was above 6.1. Uh, so let's just, let's just understand the, by the end of 2025, they want to be at 2%. But the uh, estimates, I think the estimates are supposed to be at like 2.1. So super close to 2.0, right? They're extremely, extremely set on getting it back to 2%, which means they did ask him if he sees any uh, rate increases in the future. Absolutely. Um, jobs, they believe, let's say, I want to say they say uh, inflation by the end of this year is projected at mid 5%. Uh, next year is 2.8%, the year after 2.3%, and then 2% 2 for 2025. So what that means before I move on, that means we're going to have periods like this where uh, we see the spy and we see all this stuff discounted. We see the labor market starting to, you know, slow up a little bit. Uh, it's, it's more demand for jobs than supply for jobs, right? I mean, uh, supply for jobs than demand for jobs. I think it's a two, a two to one ratio right now, meaning there are job openings. There are more people looking to hire than there are people looking to go work. Uh, we've seen a great resignation and everything earlier this year. Uh, people are not filling jobs uh, completely. So we do see that. But when it comes to it, um, next year, unemployment is projected at 4.4%, which means I think that was 1.3 million jobs would be open. I mean, uh, not open, but uh, 1.3 million jobs. That's 1.3 million people out of work um, that will be high, which could cause, you know, us to lead into a recession. I'm not saying unemployment is, I'm just saying that's one of the factors that they look at. Uh, a recession, you know, slowing, slowing quarters of GDP, right? They already expect uh, GDP to slow as it is slowing now, but they expect certain times and they won't quote unquote just say a flat out recession, but that's what it's looking to lead to in 2023, 2024. So be ready for that, which means again, make sure you're having your cash available. Uh, make sure you are uh, just, I, I need you to understand that times like this that we're going to be in, you can actually see it now. Like, you need to have cash ready, cash on hand. Cause when, when things get super volatile, <clears throat> excuse me, when things get super volatile and you can, you can catch these discounts, you need to be able to have 
uh, cash is deployed whenever whenever it's available, right? Whenever these opportunities reveal themselves, that's what you want to do. And then the housing market, I know everybody's waiting on the housing market. They did say uh, that a correction needs to be necessary to get these prices back. Uh, so reset in the house, housing market is a, a thing that they're waiting on too. And we can already see that uh, with the housing, uh, housing market slowing down, mortgage rates over 6%. Uh, the highest they've been since what 2008 so we we've seen we've seen you know them trying to combat inflation for sure and what we have to do is you got to be ready you don't want to you don't want to wait until opportunities present itself to try to get ready you want to be able to have that stuff already and you know on hand right right we've seen many many opportunities which means now the stock market housing market and everything else looks like it has another leg to go down right so 2008 that chart could definitely come into play so go back look at the chart for uh 2008 the crash uh this year is kind of following that right we've been talking about that for a couple months now it it's is falling to a t still yeah <laughs> and and when i say make sure you have it we we need to have it it's just like it's just like in recent years the pandemic march 2020 if you didn't have cash then or wasn't wasn't uh fully prepared for March of 2020, which I don't think anybody was like fully prepared, but you know, if you didn't have cash to deploy in March of 2020, then you ass out for real. Cause that was cut in half and then had one of the fastest recoveries, right? They were pumping money back into the economy and into the stock market. So yeah, just always, 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 and that's what we try to keep y'all up to date on now, is have cash to deploy when these opportunities present themselves and within the next three years we're going to have many opportunities but remember the stock market is one of the first things to recover before the actual economy recovers because it's forward looking which means when they give guidance saying that hey we see inflation you know being handled properly uh we're at like three percent right now looking to get to you know two percent within the next 12 months yada 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 and they start giving these good guidance and stuff like that the the stock market will probably you know recover before everything else so uh always remember that the stock market is forward looking it's not it's not past looking it's forward looking that's why everything with guidance and projections uh you know move the stocks in the stock market so pay attention to that uh and everything else we have today we will you know hop right into the morning call but i had to get that out uh those are just key things from j Powell's speech so Definitely. Yeah, a lot of what you said I had in my notes, too. So um, I'll just continue <clears throat> from that. So uh, talking about basis points. So JP Morgan, Citigroup and Wells Fargo uh, said yesterday that their new 75 basis point rate hike for prime lending will go into effect today. Um, it's also it will be the highest rates uh, since the 2008 recession. Uh, so that's, you know, I mean, it makes sense, obviously, it's in a five basis point, they're gonna raise the rates, but it is the highest since 2008. And obviously 2008 is, you know, when the recession happened. So just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, gas prices still at six or six, uh, 3.68 um, as yesterday, same as yesterday. And mortgage rates uh, down a little bit, down 0.11%. So down to 6.36% from 6.47 yesterday. Uh, the let's see the the median price of homes in the U.S. 
is currently 389,500, uh, which is up 7.7% year over year, but down uh, from 403,800 last month. Uh, and just like you said, Jerome Powell said that there needs to be a correction in the house market, housing market to you know, basically get this back to normal. Uh, luxury home sales are down 28% in the past three months, which is the most ever. Uh, Non-luxury homes also fell by the most on record by 19.5%. So, you know, sales are increasingly going down. Um, And just to kind of give an idea on the interest rates. uh, So if you secured a 30-year fixed mortgage rate or fixed mortgage on a $600,000 home at 2.6% interest rate in 2021, you'd have the same mortgage payment as someone that just bought a $392,000 home uh, with today's interest rates at 6.36. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking yeah, about almost double the value of the home. And yeah, the same mortgage rate. So that just kind of trying to give you an idea of like, or give you all an idea of how, you know, how much these rates affect, you know, your payment. You know, it may not seem like a lot, like, oh, 6%, 2%, you know, it's, you know, relatively close to each other, but no, it makes a huge difference on a 30-year mortgage. So, uh, moving on from that, the SEC confirmed uh, this morning that they will be not, or they will not be banning payment for order flow. Uh, This was a big topic uh, for Robinhood because Robinhood does payment for order flow and other brokerages, Uh, but Robinhood is up you know a little bit pre-market off that news because obviously it's you know good news for them because they can just continue to do what they've been doing so uh the uh let's see here what else uh the national transportation safety board uh is recommending that blood alcohol monitoring system is to be installed in every single car um to quote reduce their number of deaths on highways um, I highly doubt that this is going to be a thing in every single car, but that is what they're recommending right now. Uh, GM will close uh, the reservations for their new uh, GMC Hummer EV pickup uh, after getting more than 90,000 reservations. So not bad news, good news. They've gotten so many reservations that they've closed it off. <laughs> so good news for GM getting all those orders in. Uh, Meta, uh, Facebook is to pay Voxer $175 million for violating live streaming patents uh, for Facebook Live and Instagram Live. Tesla is recalling over 1.1 million vehicles uh, because of window a window automatic reversal system. Uh, they did say that the recall can be fixed with a, a software update that it's not needed for like a physical like repair or it's not a physical recall Uh, so that is good news for um you don't have to actually take your car somewhere to go get it worked on Uh, jp morgan uh ceo says that cryptocurrencies are a ponzi scheme quote so uh you know just take that with what you will but that's what he says that it is all uh all a scam all a all a ponzi scheme so uh, Microsoft uh, won't label fake news as fake anymore. Uh, they're trying to avoid, quote, cries of censorship. So that's uh, that's interesting. 
Target announced they'll be hiring 100,000 employees uh, for this holiday season. And we have FedEx earnings is today after hours. It's going to be real interesting to see if their uh, news, if their earnings warning um, a couple weeks ago is priced in or if they have further to go. So that's going to be interesting to watch um, after hours. And then uh, have Evgo partners with uh, Winco, which is a supermarket chain grocery store. Uh, they're putting EV tra- their EV charging um, stations at all their stores. So uh, Evgo is up, <clears throat> up pre-market a little bit. But good news for them. Got futures barely green. It's a little bit red right now. Uh, Bitcoin is or crypto is, is green. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a wild, uh, very volatile, I'd say, in the next you know year or two, <laughs> in my opinion, with everything happening and coming together. But that's what I got uh, for today. Absolutely. So I'm surprised what you you know saying Target. You didn't mention that Target was doing like they they, they markdowns early. So they got they got a they're doing sales starting October sixth uh that's a couple a couple weeks early um normally and it's just because obviously a lot of people a lot of these uh, companies are trying to sell off their inventory uh, so they're getting a lot of things going early uh you could take advantage i want to say of the price match up until december 24th or late december so make sure everything that you're you're buying from target you are looking at the price matching thing that they got um anytime if anybody is giving you availability to uh do that i would definitely look into it because sometimes a lot of these places what they do is they don't necessarily upsell but they put they put these uh prices up and keep these prices up and then these things go on sale or they get price cut and stuff like that but they don't update so you definitely want to get a price match from like amazon or another competitor that's super close like walmart best buy uh costco whatever it is uh whichever ones that they that they allow you to do definitely look into it but the biggest thing I have for today um, is semiconductors and the U.S. So I'll say this right now. We are looking at a possibility of a war with China, right? We, we've been, tensions have been mounting up, I want to say, for the past like year and a half. They have gotten extended uh, with Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, right? So we did have that happen, but everything that was underlined was more or less like strategic ways for the U.S. to gain partners with other countries and keep China out of the loop. So here's 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 what's been going on. Like uh, since Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan, China has been pretty much kind of flirting with putting putting a lot of let's just say military fronts around Taiwan so they got they had a couple things passed in the airspace they had a, a bunch of ships that kind of like they didn't necessarily surround Taiwan but they were seen in the Taiwan Strait and stuff like that right so they're kind of just like hovering around so the U.S. came back and like I told you we do have a policy in place that if anything happens to Taiwan that's not peaceful we are going to react to that i don't know what's going on but i'm getting a lot of echoing on your side right now oh no oh my bad oh i'm good over here okay so i don't know i don't know um 
what's necessarily in the works in on China's end, but let's just say this. The US um has partnered with South Korea. Um uh, who else was it? It was South Korea. Uh another one. Uh let's just see. It's India, Japan, Australia, South Korea. Now I think that might be it for right now. But they partnered with a lot of these people, right, that have strong 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 ties to semis. Now, whether that's a specific one, we know South Korea deals with like Samsung and stuff like that. TSMC is one of the most intricate ones that's in Taiwan, uh which I believe produces like 80% of some of the most uh intricate ones that they own or like I said they just produce. Uh when when it comes to stuff like that, it's a lot of partnerships that are that the US is trying to get, you know, get into. I would say the the, the last 15 years they said Intel used to be one of the biggest producers, right? But uh over the past 15 years, the US is not uh we're not the biggest ones anymore. And I mean that's apparent when it comes to it. We we already understand that uh South Korea, Taiwan, and all those all, all the other ones, they 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 get it done, which is why we have these partnerships. But when it comes to it, even though we're making these uh strategic partnerships and stuff like that, China's the biggest importer of semiconductors. So when it comes to these chips, a lot of these strategic partnerships that we're doing, it's not necessarily beneficial for the other one because they got a lot of money in play with China. So if China's one of the largest importer of chips and let's just say like uh Qualcomm, Samsung and stuff like that, they're importing a bunch of these chips. You're talking about a lot of money and a lot of revenue and these businesses potentially, you know, what I'm saying like hurting just because you want to have a strategic partnership with somebody else that takes away from what China's got going on because of what the US doesn't want to do they don't want China to get more advanced than them uh when it comes to the semis because once that happens they already see that as like a a global like uh what what they call it um was it like a national security threat or yeah, something yeah national security threat if they if they get a hold of uh uh having more technology than we do with semis because they can control everything that pretty much is is going on cuz semis are in everything nowadays right so yeah. that's that's one thing we have to we got to pay attention to uh and just to to read or quote the article uh the united states while strong in many areas of the market has lost its dominance in manufacturing over the last 15 years or so taiwan's tsmc and south korea samsung have come to dominate the manufacturing of the world's most advanced semiconductors. Intel, the United States' largest chip maker, fell far behind. Taiwan and South uh, South Korea make up about 80% of the global foundry market. Foundries are facilities that manufacture chips that other companies design. <clears throat> Countries have increasingly sought chip partnerships in the past two years. On a trip to South Korea in May, Biden visited the Samsung semiconductor plant. Around the same time, U.S. Commerce Secretary Gina Ramato met with her Japanese counterpart. Uh, in Tokyo and discuss cooperation in fields such as semiconductors and export control. Last month, Taiwan's president, I said Taiwan president's, Taiwan's president told the US, I mean told the visiting US state of Arizona governor 
Doug Ducey, that he looks forward to producing democracy chips with America. Taiwan is home to the world's most advanced chip maker, TSMC. Semiconductors are a, part, a key part of the cooperation between the United States, India, Japan, and Australia, a group of democracies collectively known as the Quad. The U.S. has also proposed a Chip 4 alliance with South Korea, Japan, and Taiwan, all powerhouses in the semiconductor supply chain. However, details of this have not been finalized. But like I said, China is the world's largest importer of chips. It's a key market for chip companies globally, from U.S. giants like Qualcomm to Samsung in South Korea. With politics and business mixing, states could be set for more tension between nations in these high-tech alliances. Not all U.S. alliances are eager to sign up for these alliances or expand controls on technology bound for China, as they have major equities in both manufacturing in China and selling into the China market. Most do not want to run afoul of Beijing, uh, Beijing over these issues. A major risk is that attempts to coordinate parts of the global semiconductor supply chain development undermine the market-driven nature of the industry and cause major collateral damage to innovation, driving up costs and slowing the pace of the uh, development of new technologies. So that's end quote. We can see how we can see how that can uh, play a, a major part. So uh, again, within the next, I would say three years, and I believe they already said China was a. Uh, looking to wage war by 2027 they want to be ready for it and they also already said uh yesterday or two days ago um you know be ready for war at all times so they're starting to ramp up their talks of it uh joe biden didn't say that he wanted to he's saying that he doesn't want to wage war with china he doesn't want to go to war with china they don't want to be in a cold war with china uh, but this is the thing china has said and this is recent China has said, you know what, uh, we're going to back everything that's going on since, you know, the United States want to have partnerships and stuff going on. We'll, we'll help Russia. And we won't say that it's, it'll necessarily be with the Ukrainian war, but we'll extend help even if that is one of the things. So when it comes to China backing Russia, because we know, we know from before, China necessarily didn't have their hands in the help, you know, with uh, the Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They kind of was sitting on the sidelines. They you know, they asked for help and stuff like that. But China wasn't necessarily getting hands-on with that. But now they're backing, you know, if, hey, they just put it like this. They said, hey, if it happens, it happens. If they need it, you know, we might have it for them. So, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, we got, we got a year or two to find out what's going on because we're going to have to do something. At this point... We're going to have to do something because if who this, this is the thing, we got Puerto Rico getting smacked right with hurricanes, no power. Uh, so now we got to help them. That's part of us. Uh, Ukraine getting invaded by Russia. We send the money over there. China will potentially help uh, Ukraine. I mean, uh, the war in Ukraine and uh, invading Taiwan. We, we got to do something. And now we, I feel like this will be it, it'll have to be. Uh, a world war if that happens because we'll be overextended so we'll have to see what's going on and uh just keep everything you know close but make sure like i said again have your money uh definitely continue to deploy your cash towards things that i would say that will grow in the next year or two i mean if if you want to play it safe and Keep everything to the side. That's cool. If you want to hide it in some of these blue chip stocks that pay dividends, that's cool as well. Uh, and just wait for great opportunities. And uh, we'll keep you updated with everything that's going on in the economy. But 
yeah that's all i got for right now that's good yeah so i don't got anything else um other than just you know if you're long-term investing i've been saying this for a while and you know we'll continue to say it just buy little pieces on the way down um don't throw all your money and be like oh this is the bottom like because that's when you'll get screwed so it's impossible to time the bottom but you can put little bits of money in at a time as the market is you know bleeding off so yeah and if you long-term investing just stick to a schedule anyway you're gonna catch the tops and the right. bottom yeah. so you'll be all right find your etf Absolutely. two etfs and hey just go with it if you don't want to go individual stocks and you just want super super safe securities yeah go etfs go with the spy vti voo whichever one you want to do uh that just yeah and just s p and be cool and google just dropped below a hundred dollars um I know. So, oh yeah and amazon's back down to i mean we saw amazon after their earnings a couple months ago go up to like 140 something i think it was now it's back down to 117 rate where it was when it split so just kind of give you an idea of how these stocks are are just continuously falling so yeah well with that being said uh you guys on the drill we will see you guys tomorrow you have a good day